a special, a special Joe and Joe weather show because it's a Joe and Bill show. We have National Weather Service meteorologist Bill Goodman as our special guest tonight. We're going to be talking about Hurricane Fiona as it nears Bermuda tonight and then on its way up to uh, Atlanta, Canada, uh, where we're going to see uh, a landfall probably in eastern Nova Scotia. We'll discuss all the mechanics surrounding the storm and what happens to it when it gets further north. Plus, uh, we will be looking at a tropical wave in the Caribbean that uh, has uh, everybody's antennas up. Uh, We're watching it, and we'll let you know what's going to happen with that. And the current weather pattern, which, for a change, as autumn arrives, we have an autumn pattern. Now, there's a switch for the month of September. We haven't seen that in a while. All that and more on tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show with Bill Goodman, uh, brought to you by uh, Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, in southwest Suffolk County on Long Island, uh, with uh, everything you need to make sure that your home looks great, is working good, uh, or working well, and uh, it's uh, all ready to handle any kind of adverse weather, tropical storms or hurricanes or even just thunderstorms when they go by. It might be a good time hint, hint, uh, to make sure your generator is working or maybe you still need to get one or your, your sump pump, uh, anything re- regarding uh, uh, hurricane preparedness. And of course, if you're making your yard look good for the fall, plenty of mulch, plenty of topsoil and all different colors. 631-756-1125 is the phone number and the website is omnitruevalue.com. And you have not been on this show in a long time. So we are, the summer was a snooze fest. Uh, welcome to meteorologist Bill Goodman from the National Weather Service in Upton on Long Island. Uh, thanks, Joe. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I haven't been here in a while. It's, uh, it's been, a, been a fun summer. Been away. Uh, get, my share, get my share of swimming in, share of music. Uh, yeah, severe weather this summer wasn't really uh, wasn't really like what we what we've been used to the last few years. No, pretty, pretty quiet. Very quiet, and uh, also uh, the uh, the fabric. Everybody was wondering with this La Nina year. Of course, every, the activity is supposed to be well above normal, and some something happened in the month of August that uh, we had. No tropical storms, no tropical depressions. Uh, would certainly, uh, certainly was unusual, not unheard of, but unusual, and it hadn't happened in a number of years. I'm just kind of wondering before we get started, because what we're going to do tonight, of course, we're going to talk about Fiona, then we're going to talk about the local, uh, the the general weather conditions around the country and what we can expect going forward, and then we're going to try to tie that in to the next tropical wave in the Caribbean that uh, looks like it, it may become a tropical depression or a tropical storm in the next day or two. But uh, I'd be curious, uh, Bill, what's your theory as to why it shut down the way it did during the latter part of July and the first part and, and for the month of August? Because I have my own ideas, but let's I'd like to hear what you what you think. Yeah, well, I guess there were a number of things that were that were working against. I think um, there's a lot of Saharan dust around, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, I'm trying to trying to remember myself. Uh, there was that. I think the uh, 
you know, the, the phase the MJL wasn't exactly favorable. I, that became favorable, like, right at the end of August, beginning of September, and then things lit up. So, uh, th- I mean, those are a couple things right there. Right. The MJO, uh, more affectionately no- lo- known as the Madden-Julian Oscillation, um, I, 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 I would, I would, the only thing I would add to what you're saying is the fact that I did notice for, a, and this could be, you know, just simply the fact that the way the weather pattern w- was to begin with that, that set this all up with the regards to the dust. But, uh, I noticed through much of the month of August, uh, tying this into the heat wave that occurred in Europe and, and, and the drought conditions there, that there were a number of upper air and even and mid and low level setups that seemed to uh, f- uh, bring down some of that dry air southward uh, into the uh, into the subtropics and, and, and into, even into the deep trop- tropics. I noticed that throughout the month of August, for example, what we used to call the ITCZ, Remember the uh, intertropical convergence zone, which usually in August it's set up somewhere between 10 degrees north and uh, 15 or even 20 degrees north, was down close to the equator. It was so mm-hmm. suppressed. So I was, I, I just threw in the the idea that that flow of dry air just basically suppressed everything. Yeah, I mean that, that makes sense to me. I, I hadn't even I hadn't even thought of that, but uh, yeah, just with the where the where the position of the upper high would be. Um, you know, influencing the weather across Europe, I guess the, uh, you know, the return flow and a cyclonic return flow from underneath that would go across probably the Sahara, pulling, pulling a lot of dry air, a lot of, a lot of dust. And uh, as you said, all of that changed when we got uh, into the uh, end of August, beginning of September, uh, usually, you know, takes about a week for the atmosphere to just sort of get engaged. And now uh, we have uh, moved our way through the, uh, the G storm, and uh, suddenly we've had seven. Now we're up to seven named storms, and it's September 27th. Uh, it, it it still is going to have to be a rather hyperactive period from here right through the month of October to hit some of these um, high numbers as far as uh, total storms for the season because the clock is starting to tick, and and we are going to start eventually running out of time. Well, uh, I mean, October October can be a busy month. We're you know we're we're past the climatological peak, which I guess you could say probably just happened with uh, with Earl and and Fiona, and I guess this uh, this next system, uh, which I guess is going to be Hermine, uh, if, if something else doesn't go and develop in in uh, in advance of it. Well, uh, welcome, by the way, to everybody on the chat board tonight. If you've got any questions uh, or comments for Bill. Uh, by all means, put them on, and when I can, I will g- get back and, and uh, take a look at them. Uh, if you like the Joe and Joe Weather Show and you're new, thank you. Subscribe to my YouTube channel by hitting the subscribe button on your YouTube uh, on, on YouTube, and uh, hit the like button because uh, uh, we like to get likes uh, on the uh, Joe and Joe Weather Show. So Johnny Quest, who's one of our regulars, uh, asks, uh, brings up the uh, subject of the uh, the under the undersea volcanic eruption. That occurred, and then there was that one big burst that sent all this water vapor up into the air. Uh, any any idea that that maybe that might have had some short-term impact, or no? Uh, you better fill me in on that. <laughs> I'm not oh, even, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean I'm to throw you a curveboard. Uh, there was a uh, the Hunga Tonga eruption, which was an undersea volcano in the South Pacific, uh, had a a a, a, a 
major eruption and then there was a major major eruption where as huge it sent this huge ball of water vapor all the way up into the stratosphere and i remember reading about the fact they were commenting i forgot the how big it was but it was it was huge uh muddy python huge and uh, I, I, yeah, he wonders whether that that is may have had some impact or not. So maybe we have to lay that question aside and do a little bit of uh, of uh, research. It might be above, uh, certainly above my pay grade. It might be above your pay pay grade. Oh yeah, yeah. Just uh, stuff like that. I just pass along what uh, what I read and research. If it uh, if it looks like it makes sense, that's. Uh, but uh, that's down near New Zealand, I think. Is that where that? Uh, I, I I believe so. I believe so. All right. Yes, yeah, so I did read something about it. I, I think it was, uh, oh, one of, you know, some sensational article. Oh, the super volcano wakes up or something like that. Probably yeah. one of those tabloids had, had that headline. Yeah, right, right next to the latest on Prince Harry. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's start with. Well, we're gonna start with Fiona. I'm gonna start with the satellite shot here, and I'm also gonna get myself out of the way, uh, so you can see the satellite shot. This is the uh, the Caribbean satellite loop so that you could see both the tropical wave to the south and fiona is at the top of the screen and then we'll go to a floater image of fiona uh well uh still a, a well-defined hurricane it looked a little ragged on the satellite this morning uh but uh it seems to have uh the satellite presentation seems to have improved a bit during the day so it it, it looks you know every bit still the category four hurricane uh, looking at this uh, wider view, one of the things that's been going on is the outflow is creating northeast winds in the Caribbean, in the upper atmosphere, so that wave is experiencing northeasterly shear. But uh, I'm thinking once it gets north of Bermuda, and now it's accelerating to the northeast on, on the last advisory, one, once it gets north of Bermuda, that shear is going to go away. So Fiona will be heading up toward the Canadian Maritime Provinces. Once that shear goes away, I, I would think that tropical wave should develop. Uh, yeah, the shear needs to go away. And a lot of times when, when you have tropical systems that are that close to the South American continent, they, uh, you know, they tend to take their, their time developing. I don't know if they're just interaction with land or, or pulling in drier air. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which. But uh, yeah, I would I would at least want to see it get clear of of, uh, of Colombia and Venezuela, and then then we'll probably start to see it bet between that and Fiona pulling away. So um, I yeah, I, I have the uh, I I got Fiona up on the screen and uh, still see that feathering on the outside uh, on the periphery of the storm. Usually a sign that the uh, storm is uh, holding its own at the very least, or or you know at this stage of the game, it's hard to make a case. That it would strengthen much more because because um, it, it's starting to move to the northeast uh, uh, quickly. Uh, the water is still warm, so I, I I think I think we're at this point now where the storm's just probably going to hold its own. And Bermuda's on the upper right, and these floater images, by the way, so you know you, you you might look at it and say it looks a little strange. It doesn't look like the storm is actually moving. Uh, the geography is moving. They they keep. Uh, the point is to keep the storm in the center of the picture so everything else moves and you can get a, a much better feel for which direction that the storm is going in. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've just stunned you to silence, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm trying to pull it up here because I don't see the, uh, I don't see the graphics that, that you're showing. So I'm, okay. uh, 
I'm, I'm busy. Uh, I'm busy frantically searching around and Nesdis and uh, yeah, I think I just got the floater image. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I guess as it as it goes up through the mid latitudes, you're going to see that uh, that cloud shield expand, especially with that with that cold front coming down. There's going to be some. There's going to be interaction with uh, with uh, you know the 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 jet stream associated with that, and that's uh, so. This storm is going to. I mean, it's already a large hurricane. Probably going to expand even further um, over the next two days. Uh, impacts along the Atlantic coast. Uh, the only thing I we're, we're going to have to uh, deal with if, if you're headed down to the beaches, and I don't know with the cooler weather coming in that you're going to get that many people wanting to swim anyway. Uh, but rough, it's it's going to rough up the ocean for a day or two. Uh, yeah, probably probably through the weekend, I would say. Okay, and uh, you can see the on the upper left uh, the uh, showers and thunderstorms with cold front moving off the North Carolina coast. Uh, here's what it looks like on the wide view with respect to uh, the U on the U.S. satellite, uh, because uh, it gives you some perspective. You've got the cold front now has moved offshore. You've got this beautiful dry air mass that's coming into the east. Can you maybe explain the process of when when these when these hurricanes gain latitude and they gain far enough north? And, and I think you know you know I talked about this a little bit this morning. Um, there is a, um, I don't think the general public understands what, what a storm, what, what, when they say it's post-tropical or extra-tropical, what that, what that really means from a practical standpoint. Um, you know, it, it, it leaves the impression, uh, I, I think wrongly, that it, it leaves the impression that the storm suddenly is no longer a storm. Yeah, I've 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 sat in emergency management offices with with other storms and and seen things declare coast tropical and overheard conversations. Oh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, if ever there's a storm that you have to worry just as much, this is this is the one. Uh, at least as far as as far as Atlantic Canada is concerned. Well, what what actually is happening to the storm itself in this process? Well, right now it's it's down in the deep tropics. Uh, you look at you look at satellite. You can see that uh, it doesn't really have any any frontal features attached to it because there's there's no there's no difference in air mass uh, as it, as it moves north, starts to interact with the jet stream. You do start to uh, you know and and interact with the the cold front that's approaching. Then then colder air is going to start to uh, to work into the western part of the circulation. Uh, the the cloud shield will expand uh, as it as it uh, as it meets up with the jet stream uh, with with as it moves into the the higher latitudes cold and uh, approaches like um, th this cold front you'll actually start to see what what, what often happens is the uh, the winds on the southwest flank of the storm can strengthen uh, usually storms are moving moving northward uh, the strong winds will tend to be on the on, on the uh, the right side of, of the circulation, is it you know as, as, as when you move along with it, but uh, that's that's usually a sign that uh, that colder air is is getting into the circulation, starting to interact with the uh, you know with the westerlies, uh, frontal boundaries that are nearby. Uh, it'll start to actually develop fronts um, as it moves farther north. Uh, the precipitation will shift. Right now, it's a pretty circular-looking storm. Uh, usually, when when hurricanes move northward, the precipitation tends to shift. To the north and west, especially west of the track, and all the strong winds tend to go to the east. So uh, we'll, we'll see that. I don't think it'll happen right away. I think it's probably going 
I think is it probably not till it gets north of the Gulf Stream we really start to see these uh, these these things start to happen. And in this and in this particular instance, in this particular case, uh, what uh, th- th- this is going to be moving at a fairly high rate of speed once it gets north of 40 north. I mean, we were figuring out that it's basically going to move about uh, 300 miles in uh, roughly six hours or maybe a little bit more than six hours. So it's, it's probably going to accelerate to about 50 miles an hour. That uh, that does does that does that slow the the extratropical transition process down a bit because it's moving so quickly uh well i guess i guess it can because the uh you know it, it doesn't the storm doesn't have time to respond to colder waters underneath it. i think what happens in the upper atmosphere probably still uh still takes place so there still is some transition going on even if it doesn't even if the winds the winds won't have time to spin down i think is, is the thing even as this rushes north um uh- if you, uh, I, I mean, this is really, this is really an interesting storm. I, I, I had, um, when I worked yesterday uh, on shift, I had, I had made a Facebook post basically saying this is not too much different from what happened in 1938, except it's how many hundred miles east. Uh, right. It, it, it's basically 10, 10 degrees further east that it's happening. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I would kind of, I would, I would, I would agree with you, certainly in terms of. Uh, the fact that it's moving north, north, uh, it's moving north, northeast to northward. Uh, it it bends back northward because of the interaction with the upper trough. We've been showing uh, that on the upper air uh, over the last couple of days, uh, and the fact that uh, it's moving so much faster now. Now I, I've got the uh, the uh, the hurricane model plots up on the screen right now. They are all pretty well clustered. Uh, over eastern Nova Scotia. So just as a, a an example, uh, just as an idea of uh, for the folks that are watching from Nova Scotia or from Newfoundland, because we've had people from Nova Scotia and Newfoundland watching the last uh, the last uh, couple of days. So if you're if you're east of the center, you're going to get more wind and less rain. If you're west of the center, you're going to be getting and I want everybody to be very to listen very carefully. I'm not when I say less wind, that does not mean no wind, but you will get uh, the stronger winds are going to be on the east side, and the and the, uh, the the heavier rain is going to be on the west side, with a little less wind. Uh, yeah, for, for the most part. I mean, I wouldn't let my guard down on on the western side. I did uh, that. I mean, the the most the, the strongest, most damaging winds will be east of of the center. Um, as the storm undergoes uh, this post-tropical transition, and you do start to interact with uh, that front that's off to the to the northwest, pull uh, colder, drier air into the circulation. Uh, a lot of times, you do get uh, a, an area of very strong winds that develops on the southwest flank. Um, I don't know if that happened, let's say, in the 38 storm, but I, I, it, I, you know, I've seen it all the time. I think it happened with Sandy. Uh, this is actually the way it's bending back. That's a, you could even say that this is sort of like uh, even has some similarities to what uh, what Sandy did, just not as drastic a, a turn. Right uh, now, uh, in terms of wind gusts on the east side, because of that momentum, I would imagine that there are probably going to be some gusts up at a. I, when I say triple digits, I'm not implying all the way up to 999 miles an hour, obviously, but 
certainly could see Gusta 90, 100, 110 maybe on the east yeah, side. Yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's very possible as as it gets into Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island. Uh you know, this especially the especially the exposed areas right near the coastline. They'll they'll really uh, um you know, this is uh Hurricane Juan's impact when it hit there in 2003 was kind of concentrated because it was uh, it maintained its tropical characteristics all the way to landfall, which is it's pretty rare for that to happen in Nova Scotia. This is going to be uh, this, this is going to be a much more widespread wind event. Well, at a point, it's becoming extra tropical. Then the, the wind the, the wind field actually expands. The the strongest winds will you know you're not going to have 130 mile an hour sustained winds near the center like you do in the tropical system, but you you may have you could have a, a, a rather large uh, area of sustained 75, 85 mile an hour winds spreading out from from the center. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And then uh, you throw you throw tropical storm force winds on on top of that. I think uh, I think as this goes into Nova Scotia and even some areas in, in eastern Maine, we'll probably see some pretty strong wind gusts. Uh, that's how big the circulation will get. Now, I've got the I I. I, I I'm bringing up on the screen, you know, it's funny. It's been very difficult to get on Tropical Tidbits the last couple of days because <laughs> because everybody is on it looking at all this stuff, which is, what, you know, in, 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 one, in, 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 a, in a big way, that's a wonderful thing because, you know, people are interested in weather and, and wanting to look at uh, all sorts of different maps. But uh, you're crowding the server <laughs> and poor Levi's having a tough time here. I, I, I'm... I'm I'm looping the upper air, looking at this upper trough. It's it's really fascinating how uh, the the bottom part of that trough just literally grabs and goes negatively tilted, and suddenly you've got this mega wrapped up upper low that represents Fiona moving on shore in eastern Nova Scotia. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah, pretty fascinating. We saw we saw something similar with that with with Hurricane Sandy. Um, Probably would have if we if we were doing upper air launches all the way back in 1938, we would have seen the same thing here. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah. To me, that stuff is is really really fascinating. That uh, that how it how it uh, you know that's and that's part of the uh, that's part of the uh, the post tropical transition. It's it's no longer its own entity, especially in the upper atmosphere, because it's just, it just uh, it, you know starts to interact with uh, with big thing you know, big systems like uh, existing troughs. So. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm looking at the 10 meter wind, the 10 meter wind map, and just judging from the wind field, uh, it looks like it actually. You 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 mentioned about Juan maintaining tropical characteristics even after it made landfall in Nova Scotia. I'm looking at the wind field here. Uh, at uh, at, at this will be I think it should be 18z. No, Saturday morning. I'm sorry, it's at 8 a.m. Saturday morning with the center sitting right on the coast at about on the GFS anyway at about 46 and 61. If you look at the wind field, it's still structured more like a tropical storm than 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 it is than it is a a non-tropical storm. Uh, for the most part, you do start to see some clues. Like if you look at um. I'm I'm on um, I'm I'm looking at Weather Bell right now and just at the at the uh, the wind swath of the of the uh, of the of the swath of the wind gusts. Uh, some of the things that you start to see when when there's this extra tropical transition, uh, you don't have a circular wind field anymore. You actually start to uh, you, you, as I think as this thing makes landfall, you can see like in the wind swath that uh, you do start to get see stronger winds 
develop on the left side of the circulation, even as this thing is racing northward into Nova Scotia. Uh, you even see like, um, I guess this is maybe the frontal boundary actually wrapping into the cyclone that there's a, an area of, uh, of, of lower winds that actually develops just to its northwest. So little things like that are, are like telltale signs that, uh, that, that it's not a purely tropical system anymore. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's probably, it's tropical enough probably all the way to at least Sable Island. Uh, and then after that, it's, uh, you know, to me, it's, it, it's, uh, you know, it's it's the name game after that classific. You know, the the, the classification game. Uh, I, this is. Um, I mean, it's it's important in terms of understanding these storms. I guess there's probably, uh, but there is the, the there is the public understanding or misunderstanding of, of what that means, and, uh, and there's probably a lot of insurance companies that that uh, that that care very much about how the storm is classified at landfall too. Oh, oh I, 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 a lot, a lot of uh, when they. We, they rewrote all the the, the coastal policies where uh, with hurricane deductibles. So if they make it a if they make it a non-tropical system before landfall, then the hurricane deductibles don't apply. That would be huge. I'm I'm, I'm thinking uh, you have a 1938 type system going to Long Island. I I can just imagine the uh, you know the hurricane center saying, okay, it's it's post-tropical. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that's that's just. I, I, I that 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 was certainly applied with Sandy when they made it post tropical. Then uh, the insurance companies could not exercise the hurricane deductible, uh, the hurricane deductible clause. A lot of people's hurricane deductibles are thirty, twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand. Um, that as opposed to maybe on their policies they're sitting with a five hundred or a thousand dollar deductible. That's huge. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, talk about something that's that's outside my pay grade. I, I, it's, uh, that's about all. <laughs> that's about all I want to comment about. That. Sure, uh, uh, I have the. You know, it, go ahead. It, you know, uh, I guess there's the common sense part of me that says if these winds were created by something that was once classified as a as a purely tropical hurricane, you know, that's uh, you know, in in the, in the public's eye, it's not going to matter to them. But uh, as far as like the strict classification for science and for Right. Uh, insurance purposes, it's a it's a huge deal. Uh, the recon is there right now. Uh, pressure uh, down to 932, 932 and northeast of the center, because if you're know, heading for Bermuda now, uh, you're going to want to really look at what the winds are going to be east of the center, because this should pass. The core is going to pass northwest of Bermuda. Bermuda's not going to get into the core of this. No, it isn't. But the the storm, I mean, just the size of the storm. I think they're, you know, they certainly will see, uh, you know, wind gusts probably uh, ninety plus miles an hour at, at least, ninety or a hundred, even with the storm passing as far northwest as as it does. Maybe sustained hurricane force. I'm sort of looking at the uh, the at least the European model forecast. That's uh, not sure if that, how how close that is to the actual hurricane center forecast. All right, on the. Um... On the recon observations at flight level, uh, I'm guessing that this is, you know, uh, on uh, tropical tidbits, he's got the uh, uh, four graphs uh, that show uh, the measurements in the um, at flight level in the center. Uh, the measurement at 2310, so that would be at, uh, that was at seven, 10 minutes after seven, 
Eastern time. Uh, the pressure looked like it, it touched 930 millibars, and the peak winds were around 105, maybe 110 knots on that first pass that they made. Let's see what they, the new advisory is out, so we might as well take, we'll take a look at that. So on the old advisory, uh, uh, the just this reference point, it was at 30.469 and a half. Top winds 130 moving north, northeast at 20. On the new advisory, um, get the new map here, 30.8 and 69.1, still carrying top winds of 130. And let's see what they actually put on the on the um, on the actual public advisory in terms of the pressure. 932 millibars. Uh, that's if you've got a home barometer, that's uh, 27. Point five two inches. Uh, so uh, I'm going to just come back full screen for a moment. Hang on a second. I will take care of bring you up full screen as well, and then we'll go back to the maps in just a bit. This allows me to gives me a minute to at least make sure everything is working technically, and it seems to be because I don't see any uh, anybody saying uh, com any complaints here on the chat board. So that's a good thing. So. So Bermuda deals with what they deal with, and we, Joe and I have been, you know, half kidding and half not kidding. And I always find it remarkable in the past in past years when Bermuda has been hit with, you know, they've had a number of major hurricanes pass near and uh, near Bermuda, and a couple of them that went over Bermuda. And you know, you might see news reports of the damage uh, the next day, and then you see then you see videos of Bermuda like a week or two later and it's as if it it never happened everything is repaired everything is fixed they they are very very resilient and they they just get on with it if they've got if there's you know whatever the issues are they take care of it they fix it and they move on i always find that remarkable and i imagine that that will probably be judging from one of uh, someone yesterday on the chat board uh, said no on my uh, comment on the video on youtube uh, commented about the fact that you know we're 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 pretty strong stock up here. We uh, we'll, we'll have a we'll we'll we'll, we'll hunker down and get a bowl of chips and you know then we'll deal with whatever we've got to deal with afterward. Uh, it, it's very hard. One of the hardest things for for me in, in these sorts of things is just how do you explain to how, you know, somebody wants to know the practical answer to questions along the lines of well. You know what kind of damage am I looking at, and and, and that's I, you know I can't answer that question. I don't know what kind of you know I that 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 always frustrates me because I don't know how to answer that. Uh, I don't want to leave the person feeling as if they didn't get any anything out of all of this. Oh, so you're um, I mean in Bermuda, I, I imagine the I think one of the reasons Bermuda bounces back so quickly is just the uh, the, the type of vegetation that's there. That it's it's just uh, it, it's it's uh, you know when you have storms like this frequently battering tropic you know subtropical island like that. Uh, let's put it this way: you don't you don't have hard you don't have a lot of hardwood trees growing there that that are just going to get blown down. That's uh, but uh, this thing goes into Atlantic Canada. That's going to be uh, you know just with the size of the storm as it gets to Nova Scotia, Newfoundland. New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, there's probably probably going to be a big tree blowdown. I know there there, there definitely was with uh, with Hurricane Juan, and that was that was concentrated because the strongest winds stayed 
near the core of the system, this thing is this thing is just going to become huge as it goes north. Uh, the uh, models have been throwing out around low pressure numbers. Uh, Dub Dub, who is watching from Nova Scotia, I think from Halifax, uh, on the chat board. Uh, I didn't make a notation of what the GFS did in terms of pressure, but I think it's got a 921, which which seems just a te- yeah that seems a little bit much. Um, uh, the um, record he says was 940. Doable that this could be lower than 940 at landfall? You think? I mean, the, the, it may, it, in terms of the in terms of the out, the practical outcome, it 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 may it doesn't make much of a difference. It may not make much of a difference if it's say 940 or 945 or 935. But I mean, from a standpoint of setting a a, a, a meteorological record in that context, uh, 940 doable. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the 12 the European forecast. It's got 938 millibars as it's uh, as it's uh, the center's already lifted north of Nova Scotia, and uh, is it 12 hours before? It's 920 millibars is what it's forecast, and that's just uh, yeah, that that's just an, that's incredible. Now, some of that is as it moves north, there is actually going to be some intensification at first when it interacts with the the upper you know, trough. Absolutely. And, and so that's that's part of that. That's what happened. You know that we saw that with we saw that with Sandy. Uh, then I think it uh, it weakens. It's going to weaken pretty quickly after that, just because moving over colder water, just you know, the continued uh, post tropical transition. But it'll still be. Yeah, I could see I could see that record being in jeopardy because the, the of course the question is will it will the storm move someplace where it'll, it'll actually be measured. Right. Right. So, uh, so if if you're in Nova Scotia, get uh, get get your get your weather stations ready. Those those observations are going to be uh, they're going to be they're going to come in very handy. Going to be scrutinized uh, quite a bit too. I'm going to see. I'm trying to see if you know. I love this interactive weather service um, hazards map. I'm going to uh, put the put it up on the screen. Um, here we go. You don't have the uh, the show running. So that you could see the uh, the graphics that I'm putting up, do you? Uh, no. On, in, in a separate window. No, I I don't. Uh, okay. No, just just wondering. So I'll I'll just uh, we'll just every it's working out fine the way it is uh, what we're doing now. So I'm just so Bermuda at the moment. I do have I love this uh, the weather hazards uh, data viewer because uh, uh, it plots everything all the obs and it just makes it so much easier uh hamilton apparently is i'm getting i, I want to get as close up as i can just to see if there's anything other than hamilton in terms of obs uh but they are it's, if i can go three times put all let's see if what happens if i put all nope there's just one observation and that is from uh from uh on St. George Island, uh, the wind is southeast at 30. They're not reporting any gusts uh, there. They had, had the Hamilton ob was up here a second ago, but I guess it disappeared. Uh, but that's the only observation that we have on 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 the map right now. So I wanted to just kind of, I just wanted to check on that. All right, so let me let me get rid of it. Let's bring up. Let me go back to the GFS, uh, and of course the 
showers, you know, the, the showers and downpours up in uh, Nova Scotia today and in, in, in uh, New Brunswick and up in northern New England, uh, part of that cold front that is not part of the uh, of the tropical system, just to make that clear, because uh, there were a few people that messaged me and they were apparently just a teeny, teeny bit confused uh, over that. All right, look, uh, jumping over to the, ra- the radar. Let's do. Let, let's look at the weather in the Northeast and Mid Atlantic over the next few days. And, and, and I was trying to remember, Bill. It, it's been so. It really has been a number of years where uh, we, we've been getting these extended summers that that run into the month of October. Uh, I think one of those years it actually ran almost toward to the end of October uh, last year. Uh, I, can, I can think of early November. So a couple, couple couple of recent years where we had just some beautiful days highs close to 80 degrees well i i love that it doesn't last forever but boy the, the, the as long as it lasts i'm i'm loving every minute of it well this is this is the first time in a long time where we actually have an autumn like we well it's not even autumn like it's autumn uh we have an autumn weather pattern actually since the, the timed out uh with the astronomical arrival of autumn which i believe was i believe was today uh and you know it looks like we're going to be in a rather coolish pattern for the rest of the month and and probably into the first part of october and of course that is going to lead to some 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 interesting complications when we start talking about the next system uh looks like most of the showers are gone there's a lot of instability uh that uh from earlier today uh, and the upper trough that's moving through the northeast to producing still some showers coming off the uh, Lake Ontario and, and Lake Erie kind of looks like lake effect. It's that time of year. Getting there. Getting there. Still a little precip left in southeast New England. We've got some heavy, uh, we got some very strong thunderstorms right along the North Carolina coast from Cape Hatteras south to Wilmington and then further south. Uh, into uh, about Myrtle Beach. Then there's a break, and then there's another little complex that's heading for um, Charleston at the moment. All of that part of that cold front, which has moved through here. I have to say, uh, here in North Georgia, the weather here in, in the month of September is astounding. I mean, I've had I, I I've lost track now of how many sunny days I've had. Uh, the temperatures are are more than reasonable i go well, i'm up in the mountains so i have elevation so i've been mostly getting seeing highs i think today we got to the upper 70s here um and the nights have been cool I've been getting down into the, I, I had five nights in a row with lows in the uh, in the mid to upper 40s wow well i guess it's our turn for that now too uh, a little bit more widespread than than we'd had i think we, we've had some nights where we you know i think probably the pine barrens got down to the 40s not sure about not sure about here. Probably just uh, 50. So this is uh, yeah, big big change, and it looks like it's going to be with us uh, at least through the at least through the rest of the month. Uh, you know, we'll see what. Uh, and then I guess that you know, uh, don't want to steal any thunder, but that's probably going to have uh, some influence on what this system uh, moving through the Caribbean ends up doing. There's uh, uh, there are showers and downpours tonight in uh, from North Dakota west across uh, much of montana into northern idaho we're also seeing some showers on the radar uh, as of 809 eastern time uh, in case you're watching this on a replay uh, in parts of uh, eastern and central nebraska uh, and then there's like a, a, a line of uh, some uh, uh, showers uh, from uh, northeastern kansas going 
uh, southeast toward uh, just south of St. Louis. And we're seeing uh, some showers going on in parts of the southwest with a few uh, isolated flash flood warnings up in a few places in Arizona and up in uh, northwest uh, New Mexico. The Storm Prediction Center still has a small area of leftover marginal risk in North Carolina tonight, uh, also up in uh, southeast Montana, northeastern Wyoming. Uh, over the next couple of days, we have no severe weather forecast for uh, tomorrow. So we'll jump to Saturday when there's a small area of marginal risk being indicated for the southern half of Arkansas and extreme northern Louisiana. So usually this time of year, there's not a whole lot of activity going on. Uh, the seven-day rainfall from WPC uh, doesn't show much. <laughs> it's bone dry from, uh, uh, except for, well, even in eastern Maine, they only give them a quarter of an inch of liquid. Uh, but it's basically a tenth of an inch or even a hundredth of an inch or less uh, up and down the eastern seaboard. The exceptions, though, are western PA uh, and in and around and off the Great Lakes, uh, both Ontario and Erie. Uh, probably you're seeing the impact of that now with what we, you know, quote unquote, lake effect that is uh, coming through. Much of the nation looks kind of dry. We're seeing a big buildup of precip. And this takes us to next Thursday night, uh, which uh, at that point, maybe the system is starting to have a weather influence uh, in Florida. But uh, it looks like some really wet weather in Florida for the next uh, seven days. And by the way, I don't uh, I didn't tell you this. Joe knows, as I told him yesterday and the audience knows. Guess who's going to be in Florida next week? You are. Yes. <laughs> but <I'll, laughs> yes, I. Uh, no. No, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm 63. Uh, I, I I I don't I don't chase. I barely walk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially with you know my well my ankles healed. But you know with that with going through that. No, um, I I I I got you know family stuff going on. But I will be down in Florida on the East Coast all of next week. So if we do get this tropical system, um, the uh, I'll be I'll, hopefully well for me if I'm on the east coast then it, it goes on the west coast I'll get some weather but I'll escape, escape the worst of it so let let's let's look at let's go to the western Atlantic by the way uh, as, as these maps get load up for me um, I'm, I'm just gonna it, it, it's uh, it, it seems to me that we had we had two typhoons just in terms of the general overall weather pattern. We we had two typhoons that uh, that recurved uh, near Japan or east one run recurved east of Japan and of course uh, it wound up energized one of them energized a low up in the in the Gulf of Alaska that was that massive storm that they had uh, in uh, western Alaska uh, that seemed to be the catalyst to to sort of you know the ripple effect down the line atmospherically that seemed to be the catalyst to to uh, develop this this deep trough in the eastern part of the United States. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think so. This is um, you know one of the uh, one of the uh, other forecasters was remarking about that and saying that you know what was going on with, with that probably just contributed to. Some of the difficulties and and you know forecasting the tropical cyclone tracks that uh, with Earl and and Fiona and initially you have all that uh, you know you have all that energy moving up uh, you know moving up uh, in, in the you know in in Alaska Northwest you know the uh, Northwest uh, Canada and then uh, I guess 
you know, dropping down toward here, it's like that's just a lot, uh, you know, a lot that can influence the entire mid-latitude flow even downstream. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess it, it it had its influence, but things seem things seem to have settled down for the most part, except uh, I guess longer range looking. Uh, at least looking uh, the western U.S. and into the Pacific, there is some, there is an amplifying uh, ridge over the western U.S. and then a trough over the Pacific. That's probably going to have some influence on what happens uh, down this way. Um, you know, going in, going into about a week from now. Uh, you see the uh, the upper air. By by the way, I guess not everybody's looking at the 500 millibar map on Tropical Tidbits because uh, it loaded pretty fast. Uh, but you see Fiona. Uh, passing northwest of Bermuda uh, by uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, it will be uh, almost due north of Bermuda at that point and then making uh, an accelerating to the, to the northeast. Uh, that leaves uh, the westerly winds in the upper atmosphere going pretty far south uh, all the way down uh, into uh, north Florida and off the east coast. Uh, there is an, uh, a ridge. There's an upper high uh, in uh, Louisiana, East Texas. There's another upper high uh, that uh, is sitting uh, east of the uh, Leeward Islands, and uh, this system is underneath that ridge. I don't see anything that will cause this to recurve, uh, before, at least certainly what it'll get to at least 75 and probably to eight, the 80 degree longitude uh, before we, we before we see any kind of we'll start to see it go more northwest. But this ridge. Bill is is not particularly strong, so uh, it should gain latitude in the Caribbean. The GFS is, uh, up until the last the last couple of runs, and certainly in this run, uh, has backed away from the idea that this this system was going to be so far south that it was going to take forever to get it up into the Gulf of Mexico. And when it does, it would have been west of 90. Uh, the model has really come around now to what the other ones have been doing, which is to be further the, further to the east. Yeah, as I see that in the 18Z, and uh, I guess it's also a, also has a deeper trough in in the east, which it hadn't had, and uh, it, was, it had pretty strong ridging. Uh, I guess a Western Atlantic, and I guess holding strong Texas and the Plain states. That I mean, this would have just had to find the weakness, and probably would have just sat around somewhere in the southeast for for a few days once it got up, uh, you know, toward making landfall and, and thereafter. But yeah, this this looks different. Uh, the upper feature, and I have the, I've just brought up the North Atlantic 500 so we can see how it relates to what's going on in the United States. Very, very impressive cold flow out of Canada. Uh, this is the map for, uh, for this coming Sunday. Uh, rather strong jet from Canada that goes off the mid-Atlantic coast and out to the east. Uh, the whatever's left of uh, Fiona at that point, the post-tropical cyclone is weaker and in northeastern Labrador and probably getting ready to go on its merry way further northeast from there. Uh, the tropical system is south of Jamaica by a fair distance. And uh, it looks like there's an opening there to take it toward the Yucatan Channel or even toward western Cuba. Uh, the uh, GFS really starts to develop this as it, uh, we head into Monday and Tuesday. And this is on Tuesday. It's on the western tip of Cuba. And uh, it, it turns it northward and then northeastward, making a landfall on the, uh, uh, on the big uh, around the Big Bend of Florida. Now, I'm looking at the upper air over the northeast at, 
for early next week. So there's another trough that's coming in, another upper low, rather strong upper low over Lake Huron that moves into the northeast. So certainly it's going to be, except for Sunday when we'll warm up a little bit ahead of the next front. And by warm up now, we're only talking about temperatures getting back. It'll be in the 70s. We'll get the cold front to come through. That's going to turn much cooler again uh, as we move into Tuesday and Wednesday. It, it looks to me like the, 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 the this is what the difference is between the GFS and the European, where the European seems to want to hold on to that second trough in the east longer and take this thing into South Florida and then offshore the east coast and take it all the way up towards, you know, on, on today's run, take it all the way up to Nova Scotia. Um, the GFS is different uh, in that it takes the second trough, it starts to pull it out, and then there's another trough that's coming down into the northern plains that seems to lift this up east on the east side of the Appalachians and moves it northeastward uh, which which do you think or maybe neither maybe it's neither one um it's is the is the european wrong in 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 not pulling that trough out in the east yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if it's right about that but i think i think the gfs is 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 more than likely wrong about just how progressive it is with getting that trough out of here. It's and GFS is always off, almost always off to the races, uh, and this just looks like a classic case of it. I, I you know, I think we're pretty good. Um, you know, I think I think we're pretty good probably till about uh, oh Monday or so. Then then the, then the European, I guess, when the European lags energy back, uh, say. Oh, I guess like Tuesday or Wednesday, where you still have a piece of the the trough that's that's sitting back. I don't know if that's going to play out, and that uh, yeah, that'll be a bit that'll be a really big deal. Um, that um, you know, if that piece of energy is there, like the European forecast, yeah, then then you have then you have uh, you know you have a t- potential problem going up the coast with uh, with with this you know with the tropical system. If that doesn't lag behind, I think the westerlies are going to dom- probably dominate more and. Uh, Probably, uh, well, uh, well, at least it, it won't get it won't get pulled in close to the coast. It would probably either go out to sea, or, or if it, uh, you know, if it headed up toward uh, the Big Bend, you know, of Florida, that it would uh, it would take its time moving up the coast, like we'd seen in, uh, like I think today's GFS had shown, you know. Yeah, I, I have I have the 12Z European. I just flipped over from the 12Z GFS for the same time frame, which is next Tuesday. I mean, it, it's totally different across the Great Lakes and across New England. It's got a very deep upper low uh, sitting uh, in uh, eastern, you know, right over Lake Erie, and the the, the actual trough axis with it, it's 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 very it's broad. So the you know the the, the flow is basically southwest from North Carolina, you know, just draw a straight line from North Carolina to Newfoundland. That's the flow offshore. And uh, the European, uh, with this strong trough extending all the way down, uh, the, the the southern, the last height line is in, in um, you know, almost to northern, uh, to, to, to southern Georgia. Uh, it creates a big weakness in the eastern Gulf. So uh, it winds up taking this system as a, and, and moves it across western Cuba uh, and brings it right over the Florida Keys. And then uh, the uh, trough going forward, as we uh, take a look at it, let me just get rid of this, and uh, you'll see that the part of it, what it does, what, what it seems to be doing uh, is that part of the trough pulls out to Maine and points east, but then it's got another arm that comes down and picks this up and lifts it up northward. 
as that trough you know swings eastward. It's a totally different upper air setup than what the GFS has. Yeah, and and that arm is is what I question. I I think that's just so far out in time. I I can't have any whether that would actually play out. Uh, you know, I think there will be a big broad trough in the in the east at least through through Tuesday, like like you were saying. Uh, I guess the the other question is European right with its track towards uh, you know going across Western Cuba and then toward towards South Florida with the tropical system. Uh, that that might be a little bit too far east. I think the European had an eastern bias with uh, with 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 Earl and Fiona at least initially till till it caught on, if I'm not mistaken. It, it's kind of weird. Usually, it's the other way around. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it was it was it, it, this the, the last number of days watching this. Uh, I'm no uh, the it you, the GFS almost always is to the right of the European. And it's been the absolute, the exact opposite uh, these last couple of days, I just, which I thought was really strange. And then I also noticed back a week or two ago when we had Hurricane K in the Pacific, uh, it was uh, the it was the GFS was furthest to the left, and the European was furthest to the right. It's almost, you know. We, we we know in the winter months, it, it certainly with the winter storms, you know, it's, it, it was it was not a rule necessarily, but it was all always in the back of us, our minds when we looked at the the models that the European would almost always come in left of the GFS, and not necessarily be right, but it it always came in that way, and and, and to see it do the opposite was very strange this week. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's a. a... Talking with uh, with another forecaster, I I I don't think it's verified very well. At least you know with the farther out in time, I, th- I think once you once you get closer and we're you know in the shorter range, then it, then it's been doing better. But I think uh, you know, especially beyond five days, I think it's it's probably too far to probably too far east uh, the European, and the GFS might be too far west. Uh, you know, with the I mean with that trough being where it is and 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 ridging off the east, you would you would think it would. You would you would think its path wouldn't uh, you know go across Yucatan or anything like that. It would be more toward like maybe the uh, uh, the Yucatan Straits or maybe right or right across the uh, the western tip of Cuba and right. move so, the European west toward that position. Yeah, I guess you that's your you know that's your compromise. Well, uh, you you know by the way that the Canadian split the difference between the GFS and and the European and took it right up the coast to Long Island and into New England. Just so you know. <laughs> Uh, it, it, this is so far out, and anything anything could happen. Uh, but I, uh, you know, the weather weenie and everybody uh, wants wants to see that kind of thing happen. But uh, realistically, I don't know if it will. Uh, yeah, I have I have the actually what it what the Canadian did, and I have it up. Uh, the Canadian and the European were actually very close through 144 hours. Um, it, taking it in over the Keys, uh, over over eastern Cuba, western Cuba, uh, into the Florida Straits to the Keys, uh, and then up off along the Florida east coast uh, to uh, to south to between you know, between Savannah and Charleston, actually brought the low inland and then turned it northeastward, a remnant low uh, that uh, you know, I take it back. It, it, it's got a it's got a uh, you know the the whatever the low that represents it sitting in eastern over Chesapeake Bay and 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 in a 
uh, 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 what looks like almost like a frontal boundary with another wave that forms out east northeast. I must have been looking at an old Canadian run when I saw when I saw that uh, moving it straight up over Long Island. Maybe that was the overnight run that did that. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I kind of thought initially when this all started, you know, when the maps were when the models were were starting, my initial view on this was that okay, either it's going to go up the east side of the Appalachians or or, or the west side of the Appalachians. I, I'm, I'm thinking we could almost the idea of it going up the west side of the Appalachians at, at this point. I, I think that probability may be going down. Uh, the uh, but what we don't know is, like you said earlier, I mean, this thing could still wind up doing whatever it does in Florida or in the eastern Gulf of Mexico, and then because of the upper air structure, winds up getting kicked out east northeast, and 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 it doesn't impact the weather up in the northern Mid Atlantic to southern New England. I mean, yeah, even even that could happen. I, I'm still not. I'm happen to be looking at the Canadian right now. I'm not. I'm not even convinced that this is going to be necessarily going up the east coast of Florida. Uh, could be, you know, could go right up the peninsula. Could, you know, could be uh, could go the west coast of Florida. Um, you know, hopefully that won't be uh, Tampa's worst nightmare if that happens. That's, uh, you know, that's 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 uh, that's a concern. I I just don't think we know. I, I kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of for splitting the splitting the difference, but maybe leaning more toward the Canadian and European. Uh, you know, maybe like a, a two to one in their favor. So maybe this thing, yeah, it's not going to be fun if you're in Florida. I would imagine. Yeah, what was it? You know, Tony Gigi said uh, said that when the Canadian and the European are showing the same thing, that um, that is a uh, you know, if you're checking boxes off. Uh, that's a that uh, as far as trying to gain some confidence in the forecast that th those boxes get checked off when those two models are are similar. Uh, in terms of the 500, though, they're not similar because it actually the the Canadian is more like the GFS where the first trough pulls out and then it waits for this next trough dropping into the plains to lift it up to the northeast. So uh, I, again, I just go back to that question: Is it real? Is is the European realistic in holding on to the trough the way it is in the in the east? Because that could that may be the, the the ultimate driver in how this all plays out. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that's going to be an important thing. And uh, right now, right now, I I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just way too early. I mean, we're talking about stuff that's uh, how how many days in advance are we looking at? We're looking at something that's almost. Uh, I guess we're you know we're getting into like uh, another week. Well, I, you know, well, 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 we're looking at well, we're looking at Tuesday, uh, September. This is Tuesday morning. Next Tuesday morning, it's making landfall. You know, the the Europe, the uh, the Canadian, and I think the European also. Let me just let me bring that map back up. The uh, yeah, I mean, they they both have it near the keys uh, of the near the keys uh, next this coming Tuesday. Uh, and that's a that's that's in five days, and if it's going to be something along you know an issue for the East Coast, I would imagine that that would be you know later next maybe a week from from today, uh, might be uh, might might be a good time frame. So it it is a, it is a week away, and there's still a lot of time for this. The upper air is going to evolve some more, so there's it's still going to get fine tuned. But I don't think you're going to take anything. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't seem logical to me that this thing is going to go into the Western Gulf. It's just, which is what some of the earlier models were, were showing. And uh, the uh, hurricane model guidance uh, with this at 18Z, there was some, it was a fairly large, there's not a, they are not, they don't seem to be running all of them, but it looks like the cluster 
I always like to look to see where they're clustered. Um, they're all east of 90, and the, va- the majority of them are actually east of 85. And you've got four of these models actually at the, the late in the forecast period, either moving north or northeast um, into Florida. Uh, the northernmost uh, comes in at Tampa and goes out south of Jacksonville with the arrows pointing northeast from there. Uh, the uh, the ones that are further southeast uh, has a landfall, uh, I would say, probably Fort Myers or, or, or maybe you know, just, just to the north of Fort Myers and another one further south of that coming over Key West and then you know getting ready to go into that corner in southwest Florida. Uh, so they're all, they all seem to be going in that particular direction. And the intensity guidance, by the way, um, has... Um, most of the models, most of these intensity models uh, have it at least as the Cat 2, and you've got a fair number of them. One, two, three, four of them. One, two, three, four of them have it as a Cat 3 or higher. Two of them get to Cat 4. This is this is at what position now? Is this uh, in the Gulf? or, or is No, this, this is uh, this would be. Atlantic? No, no, this is in the Gulf. So this would be between 96 and 120 hours. Okay. Are you familiar with um? Uh, are you familiar with some of these models? Because some of them I I don't I'm, I have no idea on. Like, because uh, they label each one of these on the intensity models. One is labeled Icon, so I'm thinking that that's the Icon model. Uh, the HWFI I recognize. Uh, the LGEM I recognize. Uh, but there's a couple of models here I have no clue on. The CTCI, the DSHP, AEMI, the CEMI, and then they have then there's the UKXI. Is that the UK Met? I have no idea. Yeah, I would imagine so. Usually there's a isn't there the, there's no key to explain what. Uh... Wait, well, which one is? No, there isn't. Okay. Yeah. I mean they're. You know, some of them, some of them are uh, statistical, uh, or like, then there's a Clipper climatolo- climatology and persistence, which if you can't beat that, you better you better not work for the Hurricane Center. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's all different. Kind of, yeah, there's um, I guess the uh, you know the GFS in there, the European UK Met. Um, I guess some of them like that uh, DSHP. I think that's the ship's model. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of I guess there's some you know, there's some models that are more statistical based as, as opposed to dynamically based that, uh, you know, that come into those those uh, early tracks. Uh, I, I just for just for laughs, I pulled up the uh, the icon model, uh, which for next Tuesday has it in the Florida Straits, but southeast of Key West on the 18Z run. It also has, by the way, a 546 thickness at New York City. <laughs> so that 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 uh, that deep trough and that next high uh going to bring down some rather chilly air uh into the Great Lakes and Northeast and Ohio Valley and even down into the Southeast. I I just went back to the 12Z run on the Icon cuz that goes out another 60 hours out longer to see what it did. So it looks like the position's about the same. It actually goes uh near my you know it straddles the South Florida coast to the east coast so it's basically sitting over miami fort lauderdale uh, next wednesday and just kind of crawling off offshore i'm waiting for the maps to finish loading 71 it's moving northeast at that point so 
you know, you kind of look at this, and I'm going to flip the upper air just to, you know, give another, put a, put another something else into the equation and trying to figure all this out. Uh, but um, let's waiting for the upper air map to load here because I'm kind of curious to see what would happen from here. But I mean, looking at the surface and the the way the thickness lines are are, are showing up. Ah, here we go. Uh, the, here's the upper air. Yeah, I, I mean, it kind of looks to me, if you look at the icon, that it, it, well, I mean, it looks like it would probably get kicked out to the northeast. It, 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 instead of coming up, it looked like it would be going out. There's a, a, a trough swinging down through New England that's coming around. Uh, I don't know. That, 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 that's another possibility. Part of the trough hangs back, not as much as the European. You get, but you get, you know, some sort of secondary arm that swings down and around and picks it up and kicks it out to the northeast and it goes out to sea. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's that's one solution. Um, now, if you really if you really want to see something for laughs, you take a look at the uh, the control run of, of the European Ensemble, which has, uh, I guess, apparently an even deeper trough to the west that that captures this thing as it's moving north and uh, basically has a landfall at Martha's Vineyard. So, <laughs> we got uh, we have a long way to go, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. There's just so many, so many pieces to this puzzle, and so that's that. That, that just goes to show how important that uh, you know any energy that that lags behind or, or that digs at the last minute. If the Europeans write about that, that could be uh, you know it could be interesting. I think even the operational European had this next system going to no had had this system going to Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh, it's it it. it... Solving puzzles, you know, one of the things you, you you decide that weather is where you want to spend your career, you better like solving puzzles and and the kind of like jigsaw puzzles that, that have a thousand tiny pieces sometimes, or at least it feels that way. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. So we got we got a long way to go uh, to, to do that and many, many model runs uh, to. Uh, to deal with it we're both back on full screen now so i'm, I'm just kind of checking the chat board um one of our regulars uh, ms fallerite uh brought this point up to me and it, i guess it, it'll be a plus and i was speaking with someone else given everything you know with respect to oil and gasoline uh that going into the western gulf would be a big problem because of all the rigs or even into the central Gulf. So from that standpoint, you know, if it goes in the eastern Gulf, there'll be less of an impact on rigs and gasoline supplies. But she was mentioning something about diesel supplies, so uh, perhaps being impacted. So that might be something uh, that folks might want to pay attention to over the last couple of days, next couple of days, with the developments of this storm, because they may have impacts on the oil market and the gasoline mar market and the uh, and the diesel market. Uh, everybody's the, the last uh, number of months everybody's paying attention to that sort of stuff <laughs> sure are sure are uh just running through the chat board here um i saw that dub dub who's up in uh, up in nova scotia that mentioned that where, where was it hang on i'm trying to find it again uh here we go Let's see uh he mentioned that you know what that some of the media was. I can't seem to find it. It just figures. I should have just held it there instead of moving it. Um, 
moving this thing up and down. Uh, nope, that's not it. I'm sorry, but he was he, he mentioned Charlottetown and and one other place uh, as uh, getting getting it the worst. And now I've you know I've lost the comment, so I can't uh, I can't see it. All right. Uh, any other closing ideas, comments that you'd like to share? Um, that, that, I think that, I think that's plenty. We got plenty on our plate to look at over the, over the next week. And, uh, you know, can't, can't settle on any one particular thing, uh, even in Nova Scotia. I mean, how can you even say where the, the worst impacts from Fiona will be? They, uh, you know, they, oh, the models do cluster toward Eastern Nova Scotia, but, uh, you know, even a difference in track of 50 miles could mean the difference between, say, uh, Halifax or uh, or Sydney, where um, where uh, our our favorite weather guy uh, Frankie McDonald lives. He he's probably yeah. <laughs> yes. in glory up there. I would imagine. Matt McDonald says he says I'm in Canada and I haven't seen anyone in the news or weather talk about potential evacuations in the area of Nova Scotia, Newfoundland for expected landfall. Why is that? Honestly, Matt, I have I I can't answer that question. I have no idea, <laughs> and I don't think Bill does either. Uh, I don't, you know, we we're not familiar with how how the how how the process works there when you guys have trop when you guys have hurricane watches and hurricane mornings uh, as far as evacuations are concerned. I have no clue. Uh, yeah, I don't even understand. Like, I I don't know the I don't know the I don't know the the characteristics of the coastline up there. Is is this thing going to be coming at high tide or low tide? I guess if there, I mean, if there are some vulnerable areas. I would think Eastern Nova Scotia, you know, and Prince Edward Island, uh, you know, that they, I well, guess. Well, I would, I would think the South Shore of Newfoundland, if it's going to track to the west of them, I would think the South Shore, the the, the Southern Shores of Newfoundland, uh, that there would be some impact. But I don't know what that looks like. It's, you know, here we've got beaches, we've got, you know, we, there's, there's, uh, there's, I don't know what if fjords are the are the right way i know the tidal action that goes on in newfoundland and uh and in and around newfoundland is a lot different than what the tidal action is down here in the yeah, in, in the east um we do let's see the new moon is on the 25th and that's so the astronomical tides which uh tend to i guess that at least in the bay of fundy they they tend to fluctuate quite a bit i don't know if that's the case in the rest of canada uh you know, there's there's going to be some. Uh, I, I guess there, you know, there's potential for for some some big issues just just based on what the phase of the moon is going into this. Uh, Jeeper on the chat board said, on top of this hurricane, it's been raining all week in Atlantic Canada. We were looking at, uh, so so the ground is already soaked. Uh, we were looking at the potential for uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, the, the GFS was generating six seven inches of rain on the west side. Of the, of the of the of the track sure that's po yeah that that's possible with the, the, when these things move north all the, the heavy rain just ships and it almost gets flung to the western side of the circulation because it's uh you know it's it's hitting up against whatever mid-latitude system is is there so that's where you're you know at least aloft that's your, your temperature differences aloft or you know they become great enough you get uh you know you get you get lift and you just have all this tropical moisture being flung back at that uh at that area and uh, you know it's also quadrant of the jet stream where you just have an enhanced lift in the atmosphere as it is uh 
Yeah, that's that's quite possible. And even that, you said that it's been raining all week. Even that makes me think of 1938. That would happen in New England. It, it had been raining all week, even before the uh, the hurricane struck there. Yeah. This is going to be a big deal in, in Atlantic Canada. This is this is this is going to be one that, that gets remembered. I, I'm fairly certain of that. Yeah, I I I I, I agree with you. Uh, we had uh, two super chat hits tonight. I think Leon Probisky is one of them. I can't see. Uh, yes, I was right. Leon is one of them. Thank you, Leon. I cannot see who the other one is. So whoever you are. Oh, there it is. Uh, Steve Lapointe uh, hitting a super chat. Okay, we've got 87 likes. We've been on for an hour, and f- almost an hour and 15 minutes. Can we get the likes up over 100, please? I think I think this show deserves 100 likes at least because of uh, our friend Bill, uh, Bill Goodman, who uh, took the time out today to join us. Uh, on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Thanks for having me. I I, I love getting on. Uh, I think everybody's uh, we're, you know we're trying to make the show last until nine oh three because that's the time of the uh, of the uh, autumn equinox. Oh, is it at nine? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, we're not we're not going to go to nine oh three for for that for that magical moment of when uh, the uh, autumnal equinox. Uh, uh, occurs uh when you can when you can put an egg on the kitchen table and, it, and it'll balance that's uh <laughs> yeah exactly uh other stories all right we're up to 95 so can we just like take it over 100 please just make me happy folks take it over 100 all right let me get to let, let everybody know what's going on schedule wise so uh, uh normally on friday nights we do not do a joe and joe weather show but we will be doing a Joe and Joe weather show tomorrow night at 7:30 Eastern, so that we can cover uh, what is going on in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland and update the local weather and the weather across the United States, and of course look at uh, the developing, the next potential developing tropical system, much like we did tonight. We'll see what adventures the models take us on. Uh, I, of course, uh, will be updating. Uh, Weather during the day. I have a we- the weather in five video that's put up on my YouTube channel. That they'll be up. One will be up tomorrow. We'll do one Saturday. Normally Sunday, Joe and I do our show at 11 a.m. Eastern time. But Sunday's going to be a travel day for me. So at the very least, there will be no show at 11 a.m. I can tell you that for sure. But depending on how much you know, how 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 well I do on time, driving down the Florida Turnpike, uh, maybe there'll be a show Sunday evening. If not. Uh, then we'll just have to wait on, until um, Monday, okay? So just uh, just bear that in mind. Come on, three more likes. We're at 97. So give me put put uh, let's get the three more like 98. Well, I I'm not gonna sit here and count it down. Got my... Three more. This is this is like watching uh, Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols try to hit their uh, their home run. Uh, you know, they get 61 and they get uh, get 700. They said that someone posted earlier that uh, they've already walked him twice. Ah, come on. <laughs> yeah, somebody just pitched to him. 99, one more, one more. Um, 102, okay, we're good. So I, we, there could, we, go. we could say goodnight. All right, thanks everybody for being here. Appreciate it. Bill, thanks again for coming. You know, you always have an open invitation to come on anytime you want. Maybe we can have you on again. Um in, in, in next week sometime uh, when uh, if this thing becomes something uh something more serious for the northeast and mid-atlantic states if uh, your schedule permits 
let me know and we'll put you on. I know I got some evenings coming up, but I don't know. I don't know how far that into the week that goes. So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk offline, figure it out. Okay, very good. All right, folks. Thanks very much again. Uh, we will uh, see you tomorrow night at 7:30 Eastern time, uh, right here on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Good night, everybody. Good night.